Well, another day, team. And now it looks like the regional banks are bouncing back. This is the question. Will it last today? That, of course, is going to be the important thing to look at. We'll talk all about what's going on out there. CME Fed tool changing up on whether we'll get no pause. Will we get the rate increase quarter point? What's going to come here? Of course, Bill Ackman's comments on what he thinks should happen. Elon Musk making comments on what he thinks should happen. And of course, we'll give you some comments on what we think is right here. We'll take a look, right? What should we go after? Canadian Solar with their earnings today. On holding, who has those shoes? Let me know. Who has those on holding shoes? I've been hearing a lot of people talk about them. And Meta Platforms getting an upgrade? Morgan Stanley stepping up to the plate? Let's get into the action today. Traders, investors, smash the like. You guys know where you're at. Pre-market prep. It's time to rise and shine. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. I got my man running to the screen. He's coming. He's coming. He's ready. What's going on, Joel? Oh, man. Second time in two weeks. The wind topples my garbage can. Oh, man. And I'm chasing paper down the street. Okay? Don't worry. You're not the only one chasing paper down the street. I heard that's happening in the banks out there. All right. Let's go right to the big board here. Wow. Up 35 and three quarters handles at 4019 trading the highs of the session. Why should I give resistance when there isn't any? Uh, The buck traded down 24 cents at 102.69. The bonds back off 134 in a hurry, down almost a stick at 130 and a half. Crude trying to get back over 70, up a buck 06. Gold backing off after that major run down 13 at 1969.70. Silver, that's down 3.6 cents, 22.61. And Bitcoin working its way to 30K. That's up $270, $28,215. Triple D lurking in the background. And are you guys ready for my March 21st story? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Let's okay. do it. So people probably have heard this one before. This is from third grade. Okay. Cheers to the third graders out there. Yes, yes. This is a third grade special. So my boy, third grade. Third grade. Okay. So when I was in the third grade, you know, like when it's your birthday, you get to bring treats, right? For the class. Did you guys yeah. have that in Canada? I don't know if they have it anymore, but I think they yeah. did back in the day. They did. Back it's always somebody's the birthday, so basically, there's always treats if you do that. But yes, okay. March twenty first, three kids in my class had a birthday: Kelly Vuich, David Tarrant, and Jill Morgan. I had a big crush on Jill. She never paid any attention to me. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so we had triple treats. So you, you loved when you went the first day of school, you looked outside the classroom, you saw who was in your class. And if those three people were in your class, 
you got triple treats on March 21st. So it's always a very, very I, that stuck so, in my mind. So you're Are saying you the Fed me? might give us triple treats here today? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Did we get triple treats overnight? Is we that what the, happened? I think the, I, I think I've told that story before. But anyways. We get the 25 and the pause and the market rally. Triple treats right there. Yeah. Is that what's going to happen? I, I, you guys I, I'm know, predicting the you guys 25 know I'm to... and the talk of waiting to analyze the situation further, which the market will deem as a pause. And then, and then a rip. And then the rip. Yeah. That's... At least in tech stocks, a rip. And then yeah, what's and... going to happen is the rip. And then they'll be like, oh, what do they know that we don't know? And they start selling it off after the rip. <laughs> That's how I That's predict the hard it. part. That's the, the triple hard treats. Part. That is the hard part. I know I'm starting to lean a little bit more bullish side, and it's it's almost hard for me to say this, but yeah, I mean, the tech stocks, they're looking really strong. I mean, we, we can go to maybe like the meta platforms really quickly, talk about some tech stocks, and we can take a look at the big boys after this, right? I mean, meta platforms trading higher after Morgan Stanley upgraded the stock to equal weight to overweight. Uh, raising the price target from 190 now to 250. Um, a little late to the party, but hey, of course, you know, chasing that, chasing that party. It looks like it's a party on the upside in tech. Double treats from Morgan Stanley. We don't know if there'll be triple treats maybe next week, but like you said, the Nvidia upgrade last week from Morgan Stanley completely told, chasing yeah. the stock because the stock went from 140 to 240. Goes up 100 bucks and then they upgrade it. Morgan Stanley doing the exact same thing on Meta. It goes up 100 points in two months. Now they upgrade it so late to the party, but the party will continue, it looks like, for a little bit because you got Morgan Stanley behind it. Um, Meta, the, the risk here is this TikTok situation. It's also the possible return. We don't know if they're going to ban it. They're not going to ban it. I mean, we saw last week it start rallying on a potential ban, and then it started to sell off. As they said, you know, there may be some of these Chinese investors that are going to find buyers. So that's a wild card with Meta here. Uh, valuation has always been okay on Meta. One of the cheaper FANG stocks, been. and it's not really yep. a FANG stock, but one of the cheaper tech stocks here. You can't argue with the momentum and the relative strength. We'll give Morgan Stanley that, but holy cow, are they late to the party? This is a tough stock. I mean, I I got to be honest with you. I thought there was a possibility of a, of a gap fill, and that's just look. That looks like a gap that's never going to be filled. I mean, it just it feels that way. Gap and go. Yeah. I mean, the gap and go. Uh, Jeremy Newsom's so good with these kind of things. If you can mm -hmm. just you know, if you could just put the gap out of you, I mean, gaps are meaningless, right? I mean, maybe it was just so undervalued for so long. It did fill the gap on the downside uh, back in that October gap. Uh, but uh, let's see, when did Morgan do that? Did he, they did that on last Wednesday or Thursday? Is that video? Yeah. Um, it was Friday. I think it was Friday, wasn't it? Thursday night. Thursday. So reflected Thursday Friday night. morning, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You're trading near the highs of the pre-market. There's not much levels to give you. Pre-market highs, 203.70. Let me try and give you something else in here. You have been higher, 205.76. Focus number of the day, not that high, but the, that closed from that day uh, three days ago, 204.93, 205 potential resistance so just make sure it makes a new closing high for the move today 204.93 
All right, let's I'm not chasing it here. That's, that's what I'll it. say. I'm not selling it. it I'm not shorting it. I'm not. I don't trade. I, I mean, maybe not Meta, but what about the other big boys like uh, Microsoft, Google, Apple? What do I you mean, they had those? nice pullbacks yesterday, and this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. How the correlations, you know, have all of a sudden went negative correlation between the big guns, the big boys, where we saw Microsoft and Apple and the Googs and the Amazons all trading down yesterday and the IWM ripping yesterday. It's, I find that I've never seen a market where the S&Ps are going up and the Qs are going down. That's what we had yesterday morning. It started to catch up in the afternoon and that won't last long. You're not going to see an inverse correlation forever between Microsoft and Apple and the S&P. But we did see it yesterday morning and, you know, we had complete separation where Microsoft was going straight down and you had the S&Ps and IWM going straight up in the morning, which is crazy to see. At one point in time, Microsoft was down six, Joel. And it was a good day for the overall market yesterday. You won't see that a lot where you see Microsoft, you know, down in the market up on no news. So, but that's, just, you know, the banks and the IWM and you've got to understand rotations. And right now we've got a rotation that I've never seen in 20 years where you start seeing tech moving opposite to IWM. Now, again, it's already today. It looks like it's starting to couple back up. But again, IWM is up 1.64%. Tech is lagging here, only up 0.68%. So, and spies are up more. Usually the QQQ, other things being equal, has higher beta in there and actually trades above where the spy is. But right now, that flight to safety trade is what weighs on the queues when the market is going higher. Just going back real quick, uh, Richard Hens, who I think is uh, new to the show. Um, earnings based on gaps can last a while, a long time. But gaps from like analyst ratings and stuff, in his opinion, they tend to fill more quickly. Like earnings, like that great fundamental information mm-hmm. is different than analyst ratings. I think uh, I think that's I a good point. That. Um, yeah, well, you also have the event. We're all going to find out today how we are going to use AI in every as fat facet of our life. With the, the NVIDIA has that event today, right? Where they're uh revealing um stuff about AI. Is that correct? Um, maybe, maybe you caught something that I didn't. I thought you were saying in the chat about an NVIDIA event. I, I didn't know so. there was an NVIDIA event. I'm following the you bank see? story so closely. That one slipped under. <laughs> so let's yeah, just say. it slipped under. Yeah. And you know how it is. Sometimes... I'm going to find out right now. And some of those events, that. especially if they can slip under the radar, have given the boost. Remember, Microsoft um, got Developer that nice push. conference is, starts today, and it runs through Thursday. It looks like NVIDIA will be talking later today. So it's um, it's, a, it's a conference that they've got going on. Um, so yeah, it does look like, um, it's maybe not specific to NVIDIA. I'm just trying to find out a little bit more. Uh, but there's definitely something happening with NVIDIA speaking at a conference here today. Well, keep your so eyes nice on Nice call out. This is why we have the chat to give us exactly what it's something. about. They bring it to our attention here. So I'm trying to figure out what time this is. Uh, Beans is saying 11 a.m., but this is yes, mentioned in the, the chat. event starts at 11 a.m. I'm just grabbing. My boy, Beans. Beans and rice, baby. Coming through GTC event, so the GTC developer conference um, with NVIDIA. So, so yeah, so that it's going to be all about speaking at 11 a.m. So that can be a mover, and good, obviously good they're going to mention canceled? a lot about AI. Good till canceled, Dennis. Is that at the GTC event? Yeah, this GTC. GTC. Good yeah. till canceled. Good till canceled. Right. Yeah. So they might Got cancel it. the event. Well, let's talk a little bit about Just the thinking. regional banks bouncing back, oh, and will no. it last? What do you what does no. Joe think? 
No, I don't think it lasts. I think we're not out of the woods. I think eventually we're going to lose FRC. I know it's a nice rally for FRC here this morning, and this is what's the driver for the overall market. Um, also over in Europe, you're seeing a nice rally uh, in European stocks, which helps to lead the way as well. But FRC up 22% here this morning. Good for Joel Alconin. Good for the IWM. And, uh, you know, for one one day here, we get a little bit of relief from that. But the market did decouple to a certain extent from FRC yesterday because we yeah. were down 49% on FRC and the market was trading higher and the IWM was trading higher as well. So now the market looks like they're ready to let FRC whatever happened to it but i just feel like this is not the only one i think you're going to see more problems here i do think frc is going to have to do something like credit swiss and eventually get bailed out here or you know get taken over by the fdic like they did in the case of signature uh let's see let's uh i'll look at some of the big banks here uh jp morgan's trading up two and a quarter uh, pre-market high, 129.87. Uh, what do we have on that? Uh, on the dailies, bumping up against yesterday's high. So uh, if you're looking for the bank rally to continue, J.P. Morgan, 129.47. Yesterday's high, let's hold that. Next daily high is up in the 132 handle. But you know what's been holding in here like a rock? What? And uh, look at this Bank America. I mean, holy mackerel. Uh, triple bottom there. I mean, the level, 20, that's a level. That is a level of levels of levels. So if mm -hmm. Bank America takes out 2760, the banking crisis in full mode. OK, if Bank America holds 2760, then we're going to avert the banking. I'm going to tell you, look farther and look deeper here. Look at Citigroup as well, Joel. Look at this forty four dollar level. These banks are all on critical. Someone's support. making a bid and Someone's... they closed on the lows yesterday. Despite Joel. the great <laughs> market, the market rip roaring higher. And you've seen all the headlines. You know, the S&P's resilient were up 30 handles, you know, and the IWM rip roaring higher. You had Citigroup closing basically on the lows. You had Wells Fargo closing almost on the lows to the tech. You had mm -hmm. Bank America closing almost on the lows. There's still problems here. And until the banks turn around and start really rallying, it's hard to get behind any rally in this overall market. Because if the banks continue to fall, the market will fall with it. Eventually. And that includes yep. the tech stocks. Mm -hmm. So it can only decouple for so long because bank still run everything I know the world wants or, you know, the, the Bitcoin maniacs want, you know, to go to crypto and they want the banks to collapse. But I'll tell you, it's not going to be pretty for a lot of tech companies if we lose all the banking system. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's not good news when you've got these companies closing on the lows. They're getting a, a lifeline here today. A lot of them are up substantially. Bank America, to your point, up 2.3%. That's the number, Joel's good with these levels. Citigroup 44, the Bank America level that Joel just gave you, this 2775 area. You got the WSC, which made a new low, kind of taking out its support. But if you're really in the bull train and you're really, you know, and obviously the Fed's going to be a driver here too, you've got to see these big major banks start to turn it around. Yep, and it's something definitely that will be on the radar. One thing to uh, just note, Treasury Secretary Yellen saying Tuesday that the government is ready to provide further guarantees of deposits if the banking crisis worsens. Um, so definitely more backstop talk. And that that's what's making me more bullish, is that the government is really ready to do whatever is necessary 
to backstop these depositors. Well, um, they have to. They have no choice in that. So it's all still just a matter of how scared the public gets. We start mm-hmm. to get bank runs. We're going to have major problems if they can keep the public calm. And that's all really what happened back in the financial crisis when we got close and we did have some bank runs. Obviously, you know, we lost Lehman Brothers. We basically lost Bear Stearns. I had to get bailed out by J.P. Morgan. Um, you know, we lost a number of other, you know, Washington Mutual. You know, think about it. There was a lot of, you know, issues back then, but the, it all was just confidence. I mean, the banking system is run on confidence. It's run on that depositors aren't going to ask for all their money at once because the banks, none of the banks can pay. If every depositor comes and says, I want my money, none of the banks can pay it on demand. They can't but, pay it all. They can pay a portion. They can't but pay if it all. If so the that's really all it is. Banking is all built on confidence. And right now, the confidence is shaky. Yeah, my thing is, if they're guaranteeing it, should there be necessarily the uncertainty there? You if they're guaranteeing it... it well, that, well, that's what they're trying to do, is build the confidence back. So if they're guaranteeing it, you're saying, well, then people should be more confident. And that's what they're hoping yeah. for, Mitch. That's, that is that's what they're what hoping for. But you still can't bit. predict human behavior. You can't predict that they will actually not still run on their banks. I mean, FRC is apparently having a lot of depositors take their money out still, despite Biden saying your money is fine. Yellen saying your money is fine. Some people are calling the bluff. So it's impossible to predict human behavior. They're trying their best to obviously not have people pull their money out, you know, getting money put in by the big banks. They're doing everything they possibly can to tell you your money is safe. But if everybody goes to pull it out all at once, people are saying maybe it's not safe. Has the government ever lied to us before, Mitch? I don't That'd know. Be maybe they have one, but now I one think thing, they probably have. Yeah, this is one thing, at least from my short trading experience, is that whenever I've seen the government step in and say that they're going to be doing the do whatever at all costs, seems to me like the market turns around. But we will see. I have smaller experience. And of course, Dennis and Joel, they have traded but, through okay. experiences like this. So no, at least no, from no, what nobody, my experience. No, stop that. Nobody has experiences <laughs> like this. We went through the financial crisis, but this is yeah. completely different. This is not the financial crisis. It's completely different. So, you know, there's people on CMC, same thing. Nobody got a perfect playbook for this. We're all exactly. guessing. Nobody yeah. knows what's going to happen here, Mitch. Um, but if you're that confident, I want to ask you a question. I want to yeah. bring it back because you're feeling confident. Are you going to go and buy some regional banks? I I don't think regional banks is the trade just because it's high risk, high reward. But I do think the tech stocks. You're confident that nobody's going to run on the bank. The regional banks are absolute steals here. I'm not joking. I I agree. agree. If we could have, just one second before interrupting, if we could have the crystal ball that told us that nobody will run on their bank and nobody's going to, you know, they're not going to have, you know, depositor issues here and there's not going to be, you know, one or two people run, sure, but that they're not going to have an issue that there's a full-on bank run. If you could tell me for a certainty that that is not going to happen, I will buy every regional bank. I will mortgage my house and put them all in them right now because that is how good of a buy they are. But I don't know if there's going to be bank runs. And if there is bank runs, you can see the FDIC has to step in and some of these things are zeros. So that's what we don't know. So it's impossible to predict human behavior. And to your point, the risk is just too high right now. Mm-hmm. So that's the scary thing about just coming in here. Joel, you've nibbled your toe. You've yeah, nibbled I, I, in here. Yep, yep. Are I, you I nibbling have. more? Are you? No, what are you? No. You're sitting in the background here. I mean, I'm out. I'm I've in. sold them all. The I'm regionals. in, and I'm in, and it like it's such it. 
it's it's more the pain of talking about it and watching it on CNBC than the actual position. I never watch a long term position. I it, it's gone. The money's gone. The money is out of my account. That's the way to play it. It's yep. out. It's gone. And for right now, first of all, I'm, I'm not down that much money on it because when I bought it, number one, number two. I'm just, I'm, I'm forgetting about it. I try to forget about it and then see it. I mean, it's just constant on CNBC, but I, I don't, I want to, I want to like bring this to like a teaching moment here. Which ones and, do you and, have before you do the teaching moment? Which ones do you have? You have FRC we know of and key. You have FRC and key. Yep. And who else? And Comerica. And Comerica. CMA, yep. FRC and key. And this, I, if, if I'm not mistaken, the, the key and the CMA are right around where you bought them. Correct. You're not, I don't think bit. you're down in either of those, are you? Right, and the uh, and then the NYCB. Uh, you remember old Flagstar? Yeah. Big. Yeah. yeah. So like, I'm never selling that. I mean, that I like. I've you had, had that, that one. I've had that one. Yeah. For years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't even know what my cost be. I don't even know. I mean, that's one I can't sell because I won't be able to figure out my cost basis. And but, I bought key and PACW and I've sold them both. Now I'm completely out of both of them because there's just too much unknowns for me at this yeah. point in time to money. Mitch's point There's too much risk. I can't quantify the risk. I felt like it was okay. Like when the first day, when they went down, I thought it was just overdone. I didn't think we were going to lose them all. But now that FRC has come down as far as it has, and now that we've seen other ones, I'm like, and I'm now I'm seeing the majors come down. I'm too nervous of, of the contagion. And so new information has come in from when I tried to buy those things yeah. weekend, uh, eight days ago. And my new information says I there, there could be zeros. So yeah. I'm just out on all of those things for now. I may jump back in. If I get the confidence back, you know, and I feel like to Mitch's point that, you know, maybe we're going to start to get the confidence back. But what I have to see to start getting more comfortable in the regionals is I need to start seeing the majors stop mm -hmm. going down. What scares me so much is the majors going down now. Okay. Bank America dropping 20% in the last yep. seven trading yep. days. Yep. That scares me. Citigroup down. Um, obviously, Wells Fargo making new lows yesterday, down nine points in about 10 trading sessions. I need to stop seeing the majors go down for me to get more confident to maybe go nibble my toes back into the regionals because the majors are having problems. The regionals are having a lot of problems. A lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing about investing and good or bad. I mean, yeah, you have to embrace the losses. You're going to have losses. Oh, yeah, you're going to sure. have losers. I mean, and if you're going to be a long-term investor and think that, you know, you, everything that you do is going to be golden, then hello, that's not going to happen. But I want to turn this back, Dennis, and Please. bring this full circle because we've got a great question coming out from Eric M. He participates in pre-market prep and with stock odds almost every day. And he says, how do you decide what to take overnight when you have the financials influence the overall markets to the extent that you have no way to predict what they'll be doing the next morning? You're talking about my overnight trade? Yeah, you're your overnight. Yeah. Okay, so I'm hedged again. So what okay. I do... Overall, is and I'm even getting more specific with the overnight hedging. You used to just be able to do like Apple versus S and P. You can't even do that right now. I actually, you know, when I'm I'm in Apple right now, I'm short XLK against. I'm even getting like more specific with my hedging. Really? Because yeah, I know you got to get more specific with it because you're seeing Qs are, are are more fine, but XLK. If you can get the XLK because it has so much more Apple and Microsoft in it, 
it's even a better hedging. So I'm just choosing my hedging vehicles a little more carefully here. You can't with the rotation, with what's happening. And you've got to understand the new relationships. I mean, oil is moving with the banks right now. Sometimes oil has nothing absolutely to do with the banks whatsoever. That is not the case. And my job, at least from my own perspective, is to identify new little relationships that maybe don't hold forever, but are holding right now and profit from those because the algos have to, you know, and I've talked about this, you know, the human is always going to be ahead of the algos when it comes to new strategies, because we can implement immediately. When you have an algorithmic trader, you have to first have the trader that's behind the algorithms identify that there's a new relationship. Then they have to go to their coders, back test, prove it, and then implement it. And that takes time. A human being can implement instantaneously. So when I identify a new relationship, I'm profiting from that new relationship immediately. This inverse correlation between the NASDAQ and the IWM has been for a couple of days here now. We talked about it when the tech, we thought tech might start rallying when the banks were starting to go down and that happened. So, you know, we almost predicted that that inverse correlation was going to start and it is held now for a few days and it's a profitable relationship. So that is how I make my money is trading basically a lot of the S&P companies about identifying when the relationships change and then profiting from them before other traders even realize that there's a relationship there. All right, now we're gonna go ahead and kick it to our segment of the day. We're gonna talk a little bit about some short locates. Let's get to Trade Zero Tuesday. All right, Dan, welcome back. Morning, gentlemen. Good morning. And really enjoying the conversation. I mean, are, are you at your bank right now, Dan? <laughs> I'm actually in the FRC's uh, neighborhood. In <laughs> Got a bright and early this morning to, to join you guys. He's in um, line at his bank to take the money out. <laughs> you know, but, but listen, you know, Dennis, to your point and uh, to what you guys are talking about, it's yeah. I do think that people are are nervous right now. And while I do think that they understand that the federal government will step in and backstop them, who wants to be caught up in that? Yeah. Who wants to be dealing with receivership and not Very having fun. access to your money? So while I think the, the the overarching confidence is there, the reality of having access to your funds and you know access to your money when you need it, um, especially for folks who are living paycheck to paycheck, I believe that's just a non-starter, right? To be wrapped up in anything like that. So I agree with you, but I also think that there is some delta in terms of the confidence in the banking system generally and hierarchically, but more so the reality of you know day to day life. And so people will get caught up in that. And, and I think that's been a big driver of, 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 of what we've seen in terms of runs on the banks here. That's such a great point you just made there, Dan. Like you're thinking, okay, yeah, maybe my money's safe there, but I don't want to like take a chance, first of all. But secondly, I don't want my money to be tied up for you know a week or two or why. And God knows how long. On. It's just simple for me to just take my money FRC and put it in one of the majors. What I don't understand is you know, move on. Yeah, but what I don't totally understand, maybe you can enlighten us here, I'm not sure, but is why are the majors going down? I mean, if they're actually, and I've heard that there's deposits going up at JP Morgan, you know, yeah. I'm hearing that there's deposits coming from regionals and going to some of the majors. Why do you think the majors, like we're looking at just the charts here and we got Wells Fargo going down now in City. It's, it's Is there something sort of, bigger happening here? I think it's just sort of where we are in, in the trade cycle and the news cycle. And we just have to get through this. And it's and hopefully it's going to be days like today, um, you know, that start bringing us back, you know, and as we, as we move, you know, having Credit Suisse, 
another day in the rearview mirror and some of these other things in the rearview mirror. I, well, you know, let's see what's going to happen here. That's what we need is all this in the starting again in the rearview mirror, but we don't want stuff coming at us again here. We don't need any more bank right. failures coming at us here. And obviously, FRC is, you know, the, ele- the elephant in the room here that everybody is looking at and people in the CMEC are careful of how they talk about it. But, you know, it's you see the stock go from 120 to 13 and you're like, oh, this is the next one. Crazy. Yeah, it is. Now, Dan, so how are you approaching it with your trading? I mean, this is a weird environment. Like I'm doing adjustments on the fly. I mean, I was trading tech stocks against, you know, like an inverse correlation. It's rare to see days like Microsoft going down six and you got the S&Ps going up. It's like, you know, the safety trade with Microsoft. I just find it weird. But how are you approaching these markets differently than what you would do as, you know, if we were in normal markets here, Dan? Well, well, for us, you know, Dennis, it's all about facilitation for us. You know, okay. I, what I do myself personally, I'm not a trader. You know, I am long Tesla and, uh, and Amazon right now. I do believe in big tech. Yeah. Uh, I, I probably bought it in a little early, but um, but I'm riding it. I've been averaging down. Uh, but I do see for us, it's just more important for us as a broker dealer and as someone who is uh, facilitating trading and, and, and providing access to folks is making sure that we have supply and liquidity on shares that folks may want to short. It's been interesting to hear you guys talk about, you know, everything that, that we that we kind of, that we've been brought up and trained is, is sort of everything from the from long perspective. You know, and hear you guys talk about holding and stuff like that, where everything you guys have said, you can be flipped 180 degrees if we're talking about on the short side, right? And having some of these things with riding it down from 150 bucks to, to 10. These are good and awesome trades if you have the access. So if you can, guys, I'd like to just show you yeah, show us, uh, again. We, we kind of started on it last week, uh, but I wanted to just complete the turn on showing you the real sweet spot of of uh, of what we do here at Trade Zero. Yeah, by all means, hit that present button. We'll get it started here. And like always, I mean, right now is a situation where, you know, regional banks don't have the highest liquidity, right? I mean, they're not really highly traded. A lot of times you do have to be looking out to see if yeah. there is some locates out there so that you can short these types of trades. Um, and that topic. can be tough. And, and really to just ensure that you have the ammunition to go in the direction that the stock takes you. It's more importantly than anything else is having the access. Yeah. So we're looking at First Republic here in my level two. Yeah. We see this red LR means I need to locate on it. Go into my shortlist window. I see if I press the locate a button. That actually, uh, it's 003, uh, three tenths of a penny per share. So 30 cents for 100 shares. Executed. I'm going to accept that. We see I have First Republic. You got borrow. You got the borrow. Round turn. Okay. Executed. And we're just going to cover this bad boy. Oh, you executed a trade right here. Boom. Just, done deal. We cents right there. Live in action. 85 cents, baby. Live trading right there. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it took me 30 cents to get in that trade. I made 85 cents, but now I am marking these shares for credit <laughs> so that the next customer or the next trader or trader who wants to short FRC would essentially be buying the locates from me. This is an edge. It gives the trader something that has a cost associated with it, the ability to recoup uh, some of that Cost. Oh, that's cool. So you pay, and then you can actually re-give your shares back out and recoup yeah, some of that. Exactly. That's cool. And, and from the trader's perspective, Dennis, it tells our folks that even if we're out of supply on FRC for whatever yeah. reason, I had it earlier in the day, I had the opportunity to, to participate at some point. 
by nature of this marketplace that we've created. In, in this situation, Dan, let's say for some reason you did get those locates, right? And then for some reason you saw the stock just ripping up and you didn't want to go short. Could you go ahead and just credit those back? Just sell them back. Mm. So it's 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 real. It's a it, it's an edge, you know, fellas. And it's while and, our and locate tool. rates, as you can see, are highly competitive. Uh, but being able to recoup some of that fee is a, is a, is a help. We base what the what the fee is recouped on based on what the locate is currently trading at now. And we see I just sold those hundred shares and I recoup nine cents. So that net locate cost me twenty one cents, uh, thirty in, nine back, yeah. and I made eighty five cents. So it's it's a nice mechanism to have as a trader. Gives you an edge. We've actually seen folks profit from the locates and pre bars that they've gotten. As these things are commoditized, as, as supply dwindles throughout the day, especially on some high flyers, the price of the locates will go up. We've actually seen some folks profit just on the locate itself. Dan, question. Somebody's asking, can is this in, available in Canada? Because we do have some Canadian listeners. Yes, there. it is. Great question. So, trade. I'm, I'm going to leave this like this for right now. I'm on a little laptop and can't do two things at once. Uh, sure. So, um, TradeZero as a broker, as a brand, we're three broker dealers today. TradeZero America for our U.S. folks. TradeZero Canada for our Canadian people. And for everyone else, we have TradeZero International out of Nassau, Bahamas, where we'd love to uh, to help you providing uh, commission-free access to the U.S. Uh, equity and option markets. So, yes, your answer there. So go sign up yes. if, you want, if you're interested in looking at it. I mean, the tools in the toolbox are so critical here, Dan. I mean, I was even trading yesterday, and I had trouble with IWM. I've never seen that before. I mean, where does that come from? And I'm, I'm with IB, but I was like, I can't get the ball on IW. We'd love to have you, Dennis. Like I can't. <laughs> We'd love to have you. <laughs> Close her down and move over all over to Trade Zero. But I just, I'm like, I've never seen that. And again, it's a weird time right now. So, right. you know, for whatever reason, you know, some of these locates, I mean, a, a tool like Trade Zero in these times is much more valuable because there is a lot of securities that you wouldn't see before that you're having trouble finding the locates for. If you can't locate them, you can't short them. Um, and I, will you know, I know say, there's guys, a lot of people us, in this meme world believe that, you know, all oh, people just do the naked shorting anyways, but you go to jail for doing that. So I don't right. really feel like going to jail. So I need to locate. So when the IWM and at a certain broker, obviously they don't allow it either. So, I mean, my order, I could place the order and it's just not going to execute an interactive broker because it doesn't have a locate. So they're physically not going to allow me to do it right. because that's their own risk. But I mean, it's so important. So the tools in your toolbox, I mean, thanks, you know, obviously for bringing this to our attention because like I've said before, certain brokers don't even allow you to short. You're even at a step up above that. It's not even about, you know, having the ability. I mean, you give us the tools to even find stocks like FRC. Not that I'm recommending to short FRC whatsoever because it's a pretty crazy Nor stock. I. Nor am but I. But you're giving us the tools to obviously, yeah. you know, facilitate, you know, a, tra a transaction if we if we think the setup is there. And really for us, it's never a weird time. Right now, you know, banks are in play. We're, we're ensuring that we have ample supply. So we really try as best we can to roll with the punches for, for this facilitation. All right. Like always, you guys can check out Trade Zero to access that extensive inventory of short locates. And like always, threw up the link there so you guys can get three months for free of Trade Zero's flagship software that you guys just saw Dan use. Appreciate you coming on, Dan. Have a Gentlemen, good one. Thank you so and much. And take for all the time. that money really and run, man. Take all that money and run. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Have a good one, Dan. Take care. All right, let's get back to the markets. How are we looking, Joel? 
Uh, we hit a pre-market high, 1975. I just, I, I wish I could find something for you up there, but when there's nothing there, there's nothing there. I'm actually pretty impressed that uh, we took out Friday's high and we took it out with ease. That was, uh, that was 0950. The next level, the next daily level, it's 405750. And whew, mm. I mean, hmm. I hope I'm not too short if we get up to that level, but uh, pre-market high 40, 1975. All right. Should we do Canadian solar? Should we yeah, do some more? Yeah, yeah, let's do a stock. Light let's earnings week. Stock, let's do right? it. Let's do it. All right. Canadian solar. Let's get into their EPS here. $1.11 beat the 76 cent estimate. Sales at $1.97 billion beat the $1.93 billion estimate. Canadian solar sees Q1 revenue of $1.6 billion to $1.8 billion. And I can tell you guys, at least from the solar trade, it's been choppy, choppy action. Um, like EMPH yeah, really going is. down, SEDG going down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I was short for a solar even yesterday. I was able to make profits right out the gates because it just went down. But I was so glad that I held break even on the rest because that actually went higher afterwards and was actually pushing higher. So we got to be careful with those solar names, especially um, if they're going to start coming back. First solar, I would say, is right now the leader yeah. before it was ENPH. But now first solar is kind of the lead in solar i would go with that first solar has been the leadership here for the better part of six months here now i mean the stock's been nothing short of incredible from 60 dollars back in the summer of 2022 to now over a 200 dollars stock csiq absolutely reporting on the right day we talk about reporting the wrong day and yeah. the right day markets ripping higher they're happy for stocks right now they'll find a silver lining on the right day so that's a nice pop the bad news is you're coming into major resistance here for csiq so you got 40 psychological above mm -hmm. that it starts to open up a bit if you could get through that then you start thinking about 43 but it's hard to chase in this environment i just can't bring myself to just chasing stocks certain there's there is the environment where you can chase stocks i never usually like chasing stocks but there is certain environments 2020 was one of them where you know you buy the stock up five percent and it goes up ten percent you know we were in that raging bull market it felt like forever but it was for you know six months to a year where chasing was really working well Chasing has not worked well for a year and a half here, folks. And I'm going to stick with the same thing. Stock was up 9%, 10%. Maybe I'll let it cool off. But even look at FedEx. If you were chasing the FedEx earnings here, Joel, from two days ago, and you know, they were rip-roaring and rallying, even on a day that the market was down, it's starting to leak. I mean, this is what we've seen again and again. These stocks that really pop up start to leak. Sometimes they come back around, metal leaked, and then it's starting to get a lift here again. But it's almost better, like, let it pop. And then if you start to round and you start to stabilize somewhere, then maybe you get another opportunity as opposed to just chasing it and hoping it just continues. Yeah, that uh, that um, FedEx, I think that opened at the exact high tick that day. Uh, and it was it was not a great market day. Uh, looking at this uh, choppy uh, chart here in the pre-market, I really don't see much. But I, I do see like a gap fill here. Right at the 39 area, you had a little smidgy gap between uh, 38 81 and 3910. That's also about halfway back here from this little decline. So if the bull, this is a big move for CSIQ. Yeah. If the bulls are going to remain in charge here, I would say show me a big 39 bid. You know, support the thing at the gap area, and then the next daily high comes in at uh, 4053. But that for this one, 
if I was buying it off the hop and I'd see 39, I don't want to see 38.80. I want to see 40.20, you know, or 39.10, 39.20, 39.30. So that's what I'd be looking at. For CSIQ, Enphase got the upgrade yesterday and it held in there from somebody. It got the upgrade trying to buy the dip and it actually had a decent day yesterday. And it's tacking on more today. So congratulations to whatever analyst did that. Pretty good call. Yeah, the contrarian calls we like, the chasing calls I don't like so much. Sometimes they work, but I just, <laughs> the lemming calls, I just don't like them. I mean, and ScarJo bringing up a point in the chat, you know, good example of chasing potentially yesterday was people buying that Foot Locker report. Foot Locker was rip-roaring, rallying off yeah. the hop too. And I mean, they pulled the rug out from oh, that puppy. Oh, that was crazy. Something crazy. fierce. That thing opened right almost near the high ticks. Up Did there, it? You know, 46. I, near I it, was... yeah. Forty-six like, ten open, forty-seven high. It was up there for about you know less than a minute. It started to leak, 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 leak. Eventually went red on the day. Not saying Canadian soil is necessarily going to do that, but saying we have seen this happen before. So yeah. um, I'm cautious buying anything that's gapping up on earnings. Um, there is one more I wanted to bring in here. Uh, another shoe stock, right? We can compare it to the Foot Locker. Um, let's go to on holding Q4 uh, adjusted EPS came in. Uh, above actually into the green now prior year it was negative right they were losing money net sales increased 91.9 percent um the company says they anticipate gross profit margins at 58.5 percent considering current fx rates and i'll show you guys at least the shoes i don't know if anyone has actually even heard of these shoes i know joel hadn't so i was i was talking about it and i, I know roger federer cool. is behind them they're they're, they have like, you see that those little holes, they're supposed to give you like bounce. Um, nice. So a little technology that oh, gives you a man, little bit I've more seen bounce. Those the, weren't the Air Jordans like that back in the day? I saw those at the gym today. I wondered there what they go. were. Holes, the Crocs, it's the Crocs method. You put the holes in the shoes and, and then the it works. fly. Yeah. Yeah. Look at Roger. Look at Roger. Pro yeah. day, pro clay, those baby. Are, those are sharp. And I wondered what the logo, I kept on looking at the logo. This is and on. uh the, the I was wearing, you know what is uh and I don't know if he's here, if he's listening today. Michael Crockett, I think, asked me about this stock almost I think it's this stock almost every day on pre-market prep plus. And I just it's just been slow and steady. So Michael, I, I hope you're still in this thing. Uh, you just ticked up over 25 and a half. You got the 25.58. Man, that's blowing everything away. 25 was monthly resistance. So let's hold on to 25. Uh, man, this is a big boom. The next pair of monthly highs, if you're looking for a longer-term target, I don't know about today, 27 bucks. That was a pair of monthly highs back in April and May of last year. But those are when I need some new some uh, some new running shoes, man. I I might uh, I might give those uh, give those a try. Those are nice. I switched from Nike and then Asics. Lisa got a pair of Asics. I said, "Oh, those are cool. I bought those." But I might take a look at those next time. Yeah, it seems like the chat saying that a lot of healthcare workers like these too. So if the you know if the healthcare workers like them, you might have to find oh, out. Really? Joel, yeah. Joel. Joel, find research for us. Find out about those healthcare workers. See see what they're doing on the shoes game, she right? We'll find out. All right, that's going to do it for on on holdings here. Uh, we could start wrapping up, take a little bit of some ticker time, or we could do the Bill Ackman and Elon Musk comments. I don't know what did Bill guys... say. 
care about that. But what uh, Bill say? All right, let's bring it in. Bill Ackman here, pleading that the Fed should pause on Wednesday, given the number of shocks to the system. Now, I thought what was interesting, he said the best course of action to tackle the banking crisis now is to have a temporary federal deposit insurance corporation deposit guaranteed until an updated insurance regime is introduced. Um, and he said if the bank number five is closed, market attention will move to bank six, seven and eight. So he says that there should be some guarantees from the FDI. Well, that's what they're doing. Until is that not what they did? Updated regime. Stop. Essentially, that's what they did. Essentially, that's exactly what they're doing. What they've already done. Exactly. I don't know what he's calling for here. I mean, some of this has already been done. So I guess he's calling for more guarantees. Um, you know, I think the FDIC. I think he needs his money guaranteed. You know, is that what he's worried about? Maybe you know, maybe he's banks at FRC and he's really worried about it. I don't know, but. Um, you know, Ackman chiming in here. I do believe that they are going to pause. I do believe they're going to go one and done. I think they're going to mm-hmm. go a quarter. This is my prediction. I think they're going to say we're pausing temporarily. So what we were joking about before, a transitory pause, a transitory pause. And I'm going to use the word transitory, but it'd be funny if they did. Transitory pause to allow the banking system to stabilize. And when the banking system stabilizes, then they will start focusing more on the inflation problem again. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they are going to pause. I think the market will applaud that. I think the market is running up into that. I think the market is expecting the pause. So if they go hard and say, no, inflation is too much of a concern. The banks are going to have to figure out their own problems. Katie barred the door. We're going to collapse. They're not going to do that. They're going to be very respected to what the banking situation is. I think they go the quarter and the pause. Like at least the, the language cools off a bit, which the market will deem as a pause. I think that's what's happening. I'm I'm not going to comment because uh, Bill t- tweeted out. Bill, if you're listening, I, I apologize. I sent a uh, a kind of a mean tweet back, and I retweeted something, and I said something mean. So <laughs> you were mean to Billy. Uh, yes, I'm. So I'm putting myself in a. Twi- <laughs> we were not getting him on pre market prep anytime. I, um, a Twitter timeout. So I'm, oh. I'm sorry. Don't don't do mean tweets, people. Yeah, so, uh, yeah right. If, you, if I, it's not worth, you know, you, you know what I do? I write them out. And then I just delete them. <laughs> yeah, you write it right out. Then don't I, I write them out. I get them off my back, like off my head, and then I just delete them. I'm just like, all can't right, say don't, don't need to actually nice. send If you it. can't tweet something nice, don't tweet anything at all. Dennis, have you I gotten, follow that. Have you got any hate lately, Dennis? You haven't. I mean, you've I've been since, quiet lately. Were you on yeah, that you Russian, hanging in the background there. Yeah. So we, that one time you were on the Russian TV. Remember oh, during COVID? Oh, yeah, remember Russian that? TV, yeah, that's yeah, what happened. What are I was talking about? I don't even remember. GameStop. You were talking GameStop. about We're on Russian TV. I was talking about GameStop. On I Russian was looking TV. for black limos in my neighborhood. You know they're earnings. You were worried about me. I said good things about the GameStoppers on Russian TV. I earnings thought. tonight. I I said you got to respect the power that they've, you know, acquired here. Yeah, I was giving them props. The game, but I think you also said it was going to end badly, Dennis. His GameStop yeah, moved I today. Didn't like that. Earnings after what? the bell. Really? GameStop. GameStop. Look oh my gosh, it day. is. It's on my thing. GameStop tonight. GameStop and Nike. GameStop and Nike tonight. GME tonight. Where is GME? that GME stock? I haven't looked at it forever. Well, you got a nice I, double bottom, Joel. You got support. <laughs> oh, no. I, 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 I have nothing to say. 
The Joel no. Alcon and double nah. bottom race. Nah, no, that this is like the bank trade, right? Oh, did Dennis get some AMC in there, buddy, too? Why don't Where's you, AMC? Uh, Haven't looked at they, it in a while. Either. Yeah. What about support here, AMC? <laughs> they got that AMC ape vote here. I never even heard what happened Wish. with that. They were trying to convert the What about the, the closeout AMC. sales? <laughs> Triple B-Y. Wish. You're going right <laughs> off the board here. Wish. Where is that thing? Wish. <laughs> Wish. Triple B-Y, cents. man. Holy, the closeout sales. <laughs> it didn't Citron. They pumped that thing about two months ago. Citron. And, man, they yeah, got Yeah, didn't they get that. in that? Unless they got out in their own pump. But we don't know if they did that or not. So. Uh, we'll see what happens with those types of stocks today. I think one of the things that I've been trying to do, Dennis, and uh, about that regional bank trade is that I, I really think that I've, I've adjusted the way that I think about trading. There was a time when I first came into trading. Yeah, I was all about the momentum trade. I was looking at those cheap names. I wanted to get, you know, 40, 60, 80% winners, hundred and something percent winners in one day. But as my trading career has slowly, you know, shifted more into swing trading, more into risk adverse I think in this situation, I would rather avoid the banking situation. Because in my case, if I really start putting a lot of money towards that type of trade, I feel like I'm just going after a high risk, high reward type of trade. And I really try my best to go with this quote. I don't let one trade make me and I won't let one trade break me. That's a good quote. And, and, and I try to think about that all the time when I'm trading because I feel like this is that type of trade that, yeah, it could make you, but it could also break you if you go too big diversified in your trading portfolio as much as your investing portfolio. And I've talked about this on the show before, and I don't have any set rules, but I will say, you know, when I have 30, 40 or 50 different positions on, it's because I want to stay diversified, not concentrated. You know, at any given time, I probably don't have more than five to 7% of my trading capital on any given position because I have seen it before stock halt. Opens oh. up, you know, either significantly higher or significantly lower. I've been caught a few times. I mean, things happen. So you never want all your eggs in one basket because if that basket breaks, your game is over. So diversification, even in your trading, is very important. People say, well, I'm trading and I'm monitoring the risk. So I can go, you know, put all my money in the stock because I'm monitoring it. Stocks can even halt intraday. It's rare, but they can happen. So I think we just have to be careful. And obviously with limit up, limit down, they're halting all the time. But those are in circuit breakers, which isn't for news. Um, just a, a great point you're making. Just stay diversified. Don't get heavy into any single position. And you'll survive this game a lot longer. Yeah, that's that's my main thing now is that I always look at it in a little bit more of a longer term outlook than worrying about that I got to make this killing today because there's this giant opportunity presenting them itself. So you want to do a disaster stock of the day? Please. Let's I like do it, Joel. Stocks. What you got? ALT. ALT. Yep. What is all, yeah, all I was like, was this one? I was like, what? COVID? <laughs> was this a COVID stock back then? I have the no idea, I but I can't man. remember. I the trading like lower after the company announced results from a week 24 interim analysis of PEM viditude, momentum phase two obesity trial and 12 week phase one B type diabetes safety trial. And look at that, this thing, the monthlies have been nothing. It's been quiet, but holy mackerel, losing uh, 36% today. I will say about this stock, it is off the pre-market low of six bucks. And since, so six bucks, if you want to trade a 
wild one, and then the pop off that has been seven and a quarter, but uh, not a good looking chart. Bring up the it. trade zero platform so we can see what's up big and down big. I like doing that, Mitch. So if you haven't, I just threw you under the bus because I don't know if you're ready for it, but if you can bring that up, he's so fast. Mitch is so fast. I throw him under the bus and he just brings her up. Let's see what's up big, down big. It's a good thing to do every single day, folks. When you start your day, Bring up what is up big and what is down big because it gives you a feel for the drivers. And I mean, you know, you can Good see point. here. And again, if you can blow that up for my eyes, uh, Mitch, that screen there because I'm an old, approaching 47 years old. Uh, just the just the window, not the chart. I don't need the chart. I just want to see the, the big window. You know what I want. I want that big window of all the things that are up and down so I can actually see the numbers. Okay. But beautiful. You fixed the font. I like that. So showing and now you can organize. This is net change up, and obviously you're running some types of. Are they not hit, hit? Get it so that they're all in order because right now they're just in a random order there. So hit the column, the percent change column, so we can see what's up big, down big. Just click that, and it'll, it'll, yeah. You've got the percent change, but you've got the columns that they're not in order. So you just have to click the top column. Click percent change. I'm sure if you can. There you go. That's what I wanted you to do. So FRC, your leader of the day. We've already talked about up 23%. That is why the market is rallying. CSIQ and ON. Look, we covered them all. We got them all. ON, ON, CSIQ, we're on all of them. And then you've got, you know, the, the tri you know, you've got FAS, which is the triple long ETF of the financials. And we know the financials are strong here today. Um, you've got the, the, uh, the natural gas, um, KOLD in there. FNGU is another double long. But then you get into the Metas and JP Morgan's, the Teslas and American Express. So anything strikes your fancy in there, Mr. Alconan? Did we lose, Joel? Am I talking to myself? Hello? Sorry, my, my, my computer. I literally, I think I'm like talking to myself here. Everybody hears no, no, me. Mitch, but Mitch isn't talking. Joel isn't talking. My, I don't see you guys. I'm like, my, I what's going on? Myself. My computer froze up there for a second. Hopefully that's not symptomatic of a bigger um, a bigger problem. No, go to just... what's down too. Mitch, yeah, can you do what's down? down. We talked right, most do of these stocks. Let's go to what's down big. So all right, Alt, Joel just covered. Yep. He's going to filter them. Alt. Alt there. You got S SGM. SDMA. AG mm. was, they had some issues with one of their minds. That was a story broke last night from the pro, um, mm. which is down 14%. Good boy. You see that FAZ. So that just shows us that, you know, the banks kind of getting strong today. AMBI. Mm. Smaller company. Smaller names here. Not seeing too many of the bigger names. I'm seeing JNUG here as a little bit of a pullback. So maybe that gold trade coming off a little bit. I know it's been strong as of late. We'll keep an eye out on that. The TSLQ, the way that you guys can short Tesla to the long side. Let's talk about this. We haven't covered <laughs> this. And it's not only that. It's like you've got the double long. Yeah, like, double so long. TSLL is yeah. the one and a half times. So if you don't want to trade Tesla just one time, you can now have a product that's TSLL that does one and a half times. Tesla's price, GOGL or GOG. What's the Google one? I forget it already. But yeah. all these products are being created, which are just literally ETFs of individual stocks. Joel, have we hit the tipping point where we just literally have too much stuff out there? I mean, why? Yeah, the ETFs why do you want a one and a half bull TSLL? Why not just go 
if you wanted to buy 100 shares of Tesla or you want to buy 150, buy 150. Don't buy 100. I don't get why you got a one and a half times. I don't understand. Sorry, Direxion. But I don't understand why this product was created. So I'll explain to you. I think it's the trick of some traders falling for that it's lower priced, Dennis. Is that and what it is? They just want yeah, to bring yeah, the price yeah. down. That's all it was. Price Dennis. Stock? Lower price, so that you know these these guys that love to grab a thousand shares with all their money, they could grab it if they wanted to. Um, I think it's I think it's a little predatory for those retail traders out there. But hey, you, you know how it is. Smaller stock, you could put some more shares if you wanted to put to work. So. I mean, you can just always buy, you know, if you didn't want to buy 100 shares at 11 bucks, you can buy 10 shares at 110 bucks. I mean, there's ways the math can work out here without exactly. this product. But um, I just think there, I know I've seen Google now. I don't know how many other ones, Chad, how many of these other ones are out there? Because I know there's the TSLL I see that, and then there's a Google one that's one yeah, and a half GDLS. times. And then you got the inverse Tesla one. Do we, know how, this is the do we have a way one. to find all these things? Yeah, you could look them up. You could just. Um... You can look and up how like, many are there now? And are they going to create them for every single stock, which is probably what they're going to do? Yeah. It, it mean, looks like ETF it's got pretty market. good volume too. So they're obviously having some success with the product, at least for Tesla. So TSLL, TSLQ is the short. AMZU is another one. Chat is all over Which these things. Really? It's the one and a half times bull for Amazon, Joel. Joel just shakes his head. This is like unbelievable think- that they're creating all this stuff. NVDS Joel is the 1.25. So he didn't want not good one and a half. They did the 1.25 one and a quarter. NVIDIA bear. <laughs> so it'll move 1.25 times on a daily basis inversely with NVIDIA. I mean, this is just I guess this was these products were in the short side were created to get around, you know, why Robinhood doesn't allow you to short stock. So now you can right, actually just right. buy NVDS yep. if you're actually bearish. It's trying to help a lot with that. I'd rather just go to like a trade zero and just borrow the thing and short stock if I was up to me. But yeah. this these products here are so like and, and they're and they're coming out, it seems like daily that we're getting more of these things. So I'm assuming they're gonna come out with all the big guns. I, I agree also GGLS is the, the Google spreads one. are usually thick on these too, so just be careful out there with those also. Seeing the spread actually pretty thick because they're so the liquidity isn't as high on these, of course. Um, do you think that we'll get some regulatory moves in ETF space? Wow, Dennis? that one, that, that, that GGLS is really thin. Holy yeah, macro. it's super thin, right? And then thousand traded. Wow. Here's the problem too: you come in this stuff and you're paying a wicked spread. I mean, the Google spread is like a nickel sometimes. Sometimes it's two, three cents, one cent during the day on a hundred dollar stock. And you come over here and trade this thing. Right now, it's got a seven or eight cent spread. It's got a 0.3% spread right now. And it's pre-market, so maybe it's going to tighten up. But holy mackerel, I mean, this is, you think it's going to be more liquid because it's only $24. But if people aren't trading, it's going to be a heck of a lot less liquid. I mean, this barely traded yesterday. Look at the volume yesterday on this thing, Joel. You got to be really careful trading these things if the liquidity yeah. isn't there. Because you yeah, could, that's... you know, be paying a, a wicked spread when you can go to the actual stock. And hardly pay a spread at all. Yeah. There's a reason why. Joel, and, you're on the wrong mic. So just switch your mic, Joel. I did. How did I do that? You know. We had all it's, kinds it's of It's your system sometimes. It happens. No worries. Um, but definitely. I, I mean, that's why I've tried to stay away from certain of these ETFs. My goodness. And like, I, I, I'm not going to lie, team. I've been looking at SGIM, but I, the reason I haven't taken it is a spread. So not not a hit to Matthew Tuttle. Some of these but the spread is just too t- 
too tough for me to go after it right yeah. now. Maybe You've got to be careful starts... with some of these products that you don't pay a big spread. You know, sometimes the spread will tighten and maybe it'll give you an opportunity to get in, but you got to be really careful. I mean, on some of these products, mm-hmm. the spreads are wicked. So you don't want to be paying a big spread. You give up all your edge. Yeah. We, we got to always think about that, right? Keep that in mind. There is a spread but that you here's have. Here's another one, about. Joel. This chat's awesome. We're all over these. NKEQ is the two <laughs> times Nike Bear daily. Look at the volume. Oh. How, wait, how did he? Look at the volume yesterday in this thing. Look what the volume is. 662. It traded 600. How many shares yesterday? Six, I got 662. 600 shares the entire why do day. the exchange why well why do the companies like allow well, well, i don't I mean, know if the companies have a choice like maybe they don't even have a choice because you're creating them off the stock so i don't know if you have to get permission from the companies but why are they yeah, why are we allowing these products yeah, to i don't be know waste of time at all. and then somebody comes in here and pays a wicked spread and all and of a sudden you know they're they're down a significant amount of money i mean this thing's trades by appointment only some of these products are just mm-hmm. scary yeah they're too thin Roach Motel, they'll let you in, but they won't let you out. All right, you really watch the spread. Ah, there you go, Joe. It's, it's, uh, it's nine o'clock here. I'm gonna go cover some assembles over on uh, pre market prep plus today. But uh, just very impressed by this rally. I very, very yeah. few times you'll find me, you know, just just at a loss for not a loss for words, but got nothing at your pre market high in 1975. The next daily high is way up at 40, 50, 750. That fits in the daily range. I think I, I would just, you know, see if you get follow through through the pre-market high and just keep on going. Coming back on the downside, what, we've had about a 40-point range, so maybe you can nibble if you come back to 4,000. I, I would just like a close. I mean, we've we got the Fed being – I'd just like to see us close over 4K in the S&P. We haven't done that in a long time. That's given 17 handles worth of cushion. Uh, we last time we closed above four thousand. Oh, there's another decent number for you. Um, forty thirty two seventy five. Uh, you had a close there back on March eighth. So let's see if man, we're, Joel's having, we're having some issues today right now. Yeah, out. gonna have to yeah, just cut out. out there again. I swear so. it's like a toggle on his keyboard or something because it's doing it too much. Like he's uh, hitting a keyboard toggle because you have like on new computers there'll be a keyboard toggle that you know maybe he's accidentally butting because i think it's just not randomly happening i'm wondering if it's, that's happening we're gonna have, like troubleshoot that with joel so apologize for joel's mic cutting out here once again joel you there joel out of here uh we'll see back. we'll see you y'all know, pre-market prep you know what i hear i hear a little like when i hit this cord i hear a little uh it's a little cord sh- might be running out here yeah oh, maybe you need a your headset yeah yep. a little shut my card so I'll get you a new right. one man everyone have a great day we'll talk to you guys later on all right, Joel's getting out of here. I'll go ahead and I'll bring up the spy here. Um, he's just going to look to see if we keep bouncing here. I mean, at least for right now, we don't have the FOMC meeting today, right? And so could this give us a little bit of window room to continue running? What do you think about that, Dennis? Just because the it, FOMC just- meeting's not today. Yeah, I think you got room to 400 on SPY. Yeah, I think you're going to yeah. run a major resistance here again. I think of we course. just got to. But again, it's hard to predict this market because you don't know what the next headline is going to be. That's the, the market's part. rallying this morning. FRC is trading up here 27%. Mm-hmm. People are feeling pretty good again. They're like, oh, we're getting some stabilization maybe in the stock after a really ugly day yesterday. Other regional banks are all running as well. PACW is up 12%. KRE is trading up 5%. And you're getting a little more confidence today. That can just get shattered just with another headline headline here so it's hard to predict what the next headline is it's a hard market to call that's why i'm staying hedged 
We'll have to find out what happens. Like always, there could be tape bombs around the corner team. So always use that with a grain of salt. You know, even though we're getting this up move, we could get a downturn. Like always, we never know where the market's going to go. The only thing we can do is monitor the price action, especially during that day trading action. Have a good one, Dennis. Go do what you do best, my friend. Get to your trading action. Like always, you guys can keep up with everything Dennis Dick does on Triple D Trader Twitter. Give him a follow. If you're not following him, you're missing out, team. Have a good one, Dennis. See you guys. All right, Dennis going to his trading action. We'll get you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. Like always, going to keep pushing on our technical skills. One thing that I've been talking about is a throwback look on the SPY, right? I'll show you guys exactly what that means. So a lot of times when we're looking for stocks to break out of a trend line, right? You guys can clearly see this trend line here. I'll make it a little bit thicker here so that we can you know, see it a little bit clearer, right? And so when we break out of a trend line, there's one thing technically that we look for as technical analysts. And so one of that is going to be what they call the throwback look. Some people call this the pullback look, but this is really called a throwback look. And that's when you get a stock to break through the trend line, pull back to that trend line, and then expand away from that trend line. So that gives you the opportunity to do what? Well, if you bought on that breakout, you could have sold the rip, added those shares back on the pullback, looking for the expansion up, or it could have been an ad entry here, going up there and then re-adding on the trend line, looking for the expansion move to the upside. We'll see if we actually get that move. Of course, the bank concerns would have to go away and maybe we'd have to get, who knows, would it be a pause that we need for this to happen? But one thing that is for sure, I've been in the bear camp for a very long time, team, and slowly but surely, as this banking kind of situation goes to an end, I'm switching to more of that bullish camp. Why? Just because it shows me the price action, at least, that we want to go higher. The market seems like it's ahead of the banking situation. Now, the only question is, will they come back to come down, right? Will we get some more issues? I think that that's what we need to be looking out for. But if it just stops right here where no other bank goes into concern or maybe FRC actually makes their way out and they don't get sold, something like that, will the banking situation go away? All questions to be had. Find out on live trading what we see today in the SPY and some of these tech names. I'll see what happens in the market. Like always, you guys can keep up with all the action right here on Benzinga and if you guys want to work on your technical skills, learn a little bit more of some patterns, definitely check out our, our book club, Japanese Candlestick Charting Techniques, is the book we're going through right now. Really good patterns in this book here for you guys to learn. You guys can see the patterns are in here. You guys find out. Join the book club. I'll throw up the link. And now to get you guys over to live trading. Smash the like, team. It's time to go get to some trading action. All right, going to throw up that link here. And always keep pushing, team. Let us know some feedback. What do you guys want to see more or less of? We'll always work to make this show better. Throwing it up. And now kicking you guys over to live trading. Hit the like button. Let's see what I can do today.